0: Got friends talk business. I got expensive, expensive. I got expensive and been shutting, welcome to put that time. coffee down this is the freight Sales podcast and TV show for closers in the freight industry my name is Kevin Hill I'm your host today uh, we have a, a great show planned out for today Talking about volatility, market volatility, with Andrew Leto, founder and CEO of Emerge. We're seeing volatility in the contract rates, in spot rates, in load volumes, and also capacity. So we're going to dissect some of that and and really talk about sales and and what you need to communicate to both your customers and your vendors, your carriers, uh, whatever side of fence you are on, on freight sales, how to communicate that and how to navigate that, because there's a lot of opportunities in volatility. Uh, You know, it can be, you know, sometimes it can can be volatile, I I guess I should say, right? So it can be volatile, but there's a lot of opportunities in that. There's a lot of opportunities in chaos. Um, But what I'd like to talk about right now is the future of freight, or I'm sorry, future of supply chain, uh, in Northwest Arkansas, that's coming up very, very quickly here. May 9th and 10th, and you can see it there on the screen. We're back in person, back doing FreightWaves events. November, or November, I am confusing everything right now. May 9th and 10th, the future of supply chain in Northwest Arkansas. We have our spring special ticket events here, $15.95. Pick them up now. You can go to live.freightwaves.com pick up your tickets, go register right now, go book your hotel rooms because hotel rooms are becoming very thin in Arkansas. So that's coming up May 9th and 10th. We have some some great keynotes. One of my favorites will probably be Billy Bean. Uh, He's the uh, executive with the Oakland A's, the GM back about 20 years ago when he changed baseball forever. Data-driven decisions, and that's what we're seeing in the supply chain and transportation and logistics right now. So it's going to have a lot uh, of very good information, really great tidbits that you can take with you. And you can only see Billy Bean by being in Northwest Arkansas, May 9th and 10th. Great networking events going on as well, all through those two days of of fun in, in Fayetteville and Rogers, Arkansas. This Friday, our next virtual summit is on its way. It's Earth Day, April 22nd, and for that we have the Net Zero Carbon Summit. It's going to be talking about everything that you can think of of s- uh, sustainability within the supply chain, from autonomous vehicles to other autonomous uh, things that they do. Uh, great keynote speakers, Dan Lewis from Convoy and Joy Tuffield from General Investment Management. Uh, we also have Mark Yeager, CEO of Redwood Logistics, coming in with the industry keynote. And uh, Leaf Logistics will be there, Samsara, XPO Logistics, the Sustainable Freight Buyers Alliance, Tracks, Truckload, uh, Truckload Carriers Association, James Ward, uh, CEO of that organization, will be on there too, along with our very own Jonathan Hoffman, uh, former chief spokesperson for the Pentagon. He'll be at one of our keynotes in Northwest Arkansas as well. Plus, we are giving away something here that we're going to throw up here on the screen. I'm not quite sure. It is a Vitamix E310 blender. So get your vitamins in, in the blender. That's a free giveaway. You can go to live.freightwaves.com. Go to the Net Zero Carbon Summit. That's coming up on Friday, 9 a.m. sharp. That's when we're going to start that. And at that point you're registered to win a free blender, uh, the Vitamix E310 Blender. So great, great events coming up. And, and, you know, we're just rolling along with our virtual summits, our in-person summits. And so Friday, we have Net Zero Carbon Summit and then Rogers, Arkansas coming up, future of supply chain, May 9th and 10th. But we have our guests online right now. Mr. Andrew Leto, founder and CEO of Merge. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Andrew. Thanks, Kevin. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are things going for you over at Merge?
1: Oh, great. We, uh, As you know, we, uh, we we have one of the I believe one of the best products for shippers to run bids and now's the best time uh, to get ahead of uh, your bid cycle and start running bids more often in a more nimble way. And uh, yeah, things are going great. We, we've had a lot of adoption over the last couple of years of our product because of Shippers needing to run more bids than ever uh, after route guides started breaking down in 2021-22. And uh, so, yeah, it's been great.
0: Yeah, the routing guides over the last couple of years have broken down. There's been volatility on the upside coming through the market. Now we're seeing a bit of volatility come down on the downside. and have Sonar up right now. We have about uh, 10.66% rejection rate uh, coming down from the highs of just three or four months ago of around 25%. So we're seeing a capacity in the market. we have seen loan volumes uh, trend down as well. So we have some some volatility on the downside. Volatility is usually pretty good in our business, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's good in some ways. Uh, you know, right now we're seeing spot volume down 25%. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of less demand for trucks and shippers going back to the route guide. So it's good for shippers because they get to use their contract rates more often and not go to the spot market but um, for carriers uh, it's become now uh, it's turning more towards the the shipper uh, a shipper world where um, they have uh, they have the power again it's starting to flow back to the shippers where it was uh, six months ago is on the carrier side um, so shippers we see are running smaller bids uh, less uh, less uh, less length uh, mm-hmm. used to be everybody ran a year-long bid. Um, we're seeing mostly big shippers running three to six months on those year-long contracts um, because they, they see if, if, in, if we run a, a year-long bid, that doesn't make sense because we see rates are going to be trending downwards in the, last, in the next three months. Um, so they're running more bids than ever. They're what, what used to be a year-long contract for most shippers is now turning into three, six months. So you're seeing now they're going to have to go to bed, back to bid in three months, but they, know, but they see the rates are going down. They see the volume is uh, decreasing for, for demand. And carriers uh, carriers are, are now, uh, it's, really a, it's really not a carrier market anymore. So let's, let's go out there and run a shorter bid cycle, lock in our rates for three months, and then go see what the market's like in, in three more months. And we're seeing that across the board uh, with most of our shippers.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're about to, we are about to see a, a wave of rebids, right? I mean, we're going to oh, yeah. see, you know, what, what do you think that's going to do to the, the overall market once we see the, the wave of, of rebids coming, coming online?
1: um i I think that you know we're gonna see shippers are i mean contract rates are always better than spot let's i mean in the long run um it's very often it's very very seldom where spot is cheaper than contract um we're starting to see a little bit of that happen now because of what's going on in the market because we you know with the demand being down the spot all these carriers that are in the spot market are now looking for loads and they're all competing against same loads they're bidding the rates down uh there's a lot of demand for that that spot freight than there was uh you know three months ago there was so much there was so much capacity or there was less capacity now there's so much capacity and uh yeah we think that shippers should continue um looking at their whole book of business all their all their contract rates all their lanes and you know lock in the rates but don't don't lock in rates for a year lock in rates for three months six months um you know tender you know and and for carriers i think the, the right message should be is is really uh don't be reliant don't you know you a lot of carriers are trying to flow back into the contract side um because uh the contract is contract the spot is, is volume is down so it's a big turn that's happening i've never seen such a dramatic swing of volume uh of i mean it's 25 percent less spot that we're seeing in the market right now 20 to 25 on on, the, on most shippers and i haven't seen this this violent swing in literally the course of 30 to thirty to 45 days, last 30 to 45 days, the volumes just went down dramatically. Um, so we don't know. I mean, I, I can't predict if it's going to keep going down. I, I think it's going to level off. Um, but that means there's going to be way more capacity. Uh, and that capacity is going to be now looking for those contract lanes. Um, the smartest shippers are going back to bid um, and not going in and trying to run a year-long bid on, on some of their lanes. They're doing three to six months. And um, that's what I think that shippers should do. And I think carriers should um, consider uh, trying to find more contract moves because the spot market volume is, is swinging lower. So, And the rates are going to start going down in spot.
0: Yeah, it, it seems like it's you know, dictated a, a bit by the market you know, not to do an annual bid right now. I mean, there, there's no reason to do it if you don't have to do it. Three, six months, you know, the, the way volatility is going makes it – it's a very wise decision, number one. But I think that the technology that's out there to be able to do quicker, be more nimble on, on bidding for, for for shippers is out there. Do you think we'll, we'll ever really get back to the annual bid cycles? Or do you think that the, the, the shorter duration bids or length of time is probably what we'll see as the norm going forward?
1: I think, I think doing a long-term bid cycle doesn't make sense for you a shipper. In the long run, because remember, carriers and brokers bake in. If you're doing a year-long year bid, the brokers are going to bake in 10 percent just for volatility. Carriers don't know where the market's swinging, so they're going to bake in. So every, the rates are going to be higher no matter what if you're getting your, your long rates. If you're if you're shorter term with your bid and you could run shorter bird bid uh, shorter term bid cycles, you're going to see you know you you won't ha- see that bake in of the rate. You're going to get more of a market rate and if you think that you're gonna lock in a rate you know sometimes you'll see a lot of lanes where shippers are paying 10 percent below market and that's good um but that obviously hasn't been the case for most shippers in the last two years and um and because of the route guide failures and and you know the 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 capacity getting tighter and you know you're a lot of shippers now you know the term paper rates weren't a thing now it's everybody understands what paper rates are and for shippers you know where you get all these rates and the carriers don't really back them up there's no there's no binding contracts between shippers and their carriers um so carriers could always go back to the spot market your your best carriers won't do that to you um but you know right now i think being more nimble with your bidding and then bidding out shorter term bid cycles because those remember the carriers are always going to bake in the the 10 to 20 percent uh on top. if you were asking for a year-long rate i'm going to i'm going to add 10 percent to this because i because obviously you're going to I want to be one of your good carriers. I want to accept all your freight, but I'm going to bake in a higher rate for the next 12 months than, uh, then, than I should. And that if you're asking for 12 months right now where rates are swinging lower, you know, rates are trending down for spot and contract. Uh, it's turning. It, it doesn't make sense at all. So it makes sense to do three. To, if you can run a shorter term bid cycle. Um, and that's what we're doing. You know, our product that eMERGE. Um, that's why we were able to, to, to get ahead of it uh, for some shippers and, you know, there's um, running a faster, more nimble bid cycle. And obviously using great products like Freight Waves um, to benchmark your lanes, the Sonar product you guys have. That makes a lot of sense. Benchmark where you're at now. Are you paying above or below market on those lanes? If you're paying above market, uh, but we and, but Freight Waves, we're seeing rates trending lower, do a shorter bid because lock that rate in for three months. You want the contract rate, but don't, if you see rates are going down in, on Sonar, Go out and find. Um, uh, don't don't run a tw- six month or twelve month bid cycle because in three months you're gonna go out there and possibly get a better rate. I mean that's how, what shippers should be doing: benchmarking and running more bids. That's what yeah, I truly I, believe. I,
0: I, that's a great point. You're baking uh, your carriers are baking rates into the cake. You know for for twelve months or even longer, right? But certainly twelve months, six to twelve months, even. Uh, you you're gonna bake in a, a little bit of premium for risk right? You're going to put a right. little bit, maybe 10%, as you said, for risk because of seasonal patterns, because you don't know what the market's going to do. But again, as you said, you want to be a preferred carrier. You don't want to reject freight. You want to win the contract, but you want to make sure it's profitable. But you have to, to bake in a little bit of a, a premium because of risk, where if you're doing a three or six month as a shipper, you know, carriers can, you know, they're more incentivized, right, to, to put in a more accurate pricing in there
1: yeah and then uh you know the biggest trucking companies if i was if i was an asset-based provider right now i'd be pushing for longest longer lock me in on these rates because in three to six months you don't want that shipper going back to with the with the way the market's trending so carriers lock i mean it's two different advices you know shippers mm-hmm. need to be more nimble run shorter bid cycles carriers try to lock in these rates where we're at now because it's um with the less, with what's happening in the economy, less people have way less money to spend on goods and services. With what's happened in inflation, um, I would say lock in if you can. If you're a carrier, try to get the longest. Get, try to get locked into longer term contracts. And for shippers, try to try to be nimble as possible and run shorter term bids.
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to the economy, I think we are seeing signs of. I switched back to at least services spending. You have inflation. You have a lot of interest rates uh, climbing up, but, but I do see this this move from physical goods back to the service economy. I was on a flight last night. We landed, and I uh, got the news that no more masks on on, on airplanes. Right. So my oh, connection. Nice. The, the, the second flight I, I took out uh, of Dallas back here to to Chattanooga, no masks. I, I think travel will be up. I think experiences will be up. I think people will be spending more on on those experiences rather than physical goods, which is bearish for for load volumes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean that's what's what that's what we're seeing now. I mean I've never seen such a dramatic decrease um, in the spot market. I mean shippers that are running hundred bids a day for spot now are running six, seventy, eighty. I mean that's what we're seeing. It's about twenty five percent down for the spot. So That means a lot of freight's pulling back to their contractor their, or their carriers are accepting most of their freight volumes down. It's less going to overflow. Um, so that means demand. I mean, there's just less demand for for uh, for trucking. Um, the volumes down, and both sides need to do something. You know, a little bit. You know, think about it differently. The, the asset based carriers, the brokers. Um, you know, if you could lock in rates right now, contract rates at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad thing if you think rates are trending I think rates are trending downwards so you know it's a good time to lock in rates whereas six months ago 12 months ago you would want to lock in a 12-month rate with a shipper um, now it's now is the time to lock in rates for, if you can on the on the asset and broker side um, mm-hmm. for as long as you can and for the for the shippers run as many you know don't think of it that way benchmark your rates benchmark your lanes find out what lanes you're paying lower in uh, or higher in and um, Notice how the trends are going in those lanes. If the trends are going downwards, do a shorter-term bid. If they're staying uh, relatively level in that lane, run a 6- to 12-month bid. Um, but there's very few lanes that are, are, that are trending that way right now.
0: There are. and I think in the, the, the brokerage or 3PL portion of the business, you're, you're looking at margin percentage expansion right now. Uh, you know, locking in contract rates where you can with the falling spot market is—is is that part of the cycle that we're in when it comes to the three pls and brokerages?
1: Yeah, I mean, they—they they, it's, it's good time right now to lock in rates. Remember, two years ago, brokers were losing. You know, for the last two years, brokers were uh, really getting hurt by locking in rates for a year, and that's where you know that's where the bad the bad uh, feelings for from shippers come from is when brokers when the the market flips and the brokers gave you rates and then they have to come back to you and say hey we need more money because our carriers are out there in the spot market getting better paying freight um now it's not that that's i i I believe in the next 12 months that's not going to happen i think it's swinging the other way and i think right now if you're a broker you know and you can lock in a rate for a shipper it's the best time to do it um if shipper's not looking for any volatility and you know you're really taking that that risk of and i think the risk is less now where you the market if you buy a lane for a whole year that that lane is going to be um in a better position three to six months from now and you might be making you know where you're making 10 percent now you're making 20 30 percent on that lane uh to make up for all those losses you had the last couple of years on on freight that went swung the other way um and you committed to it and uh that's so brokers should should think about it whereas uh in a whole different sense than and the same thing as the carriers, carriers should think about in the same sense of brokered. Lock in, lock in the prices you can now as demand softening, as demand for trucking is softening. Um, lock in the, uh, the rates, lock in your rates for as long as you can um, and you'll do fine. I, I believe that this is the time you can do fine uh, when the market starts swinging the other way. So, so
0: Andrew, here's a question for you. If you're an asset-based carrier or a freight broker, 3PL, what's your, your value pitch to, uh, to shippers to, to lock in 12 months? I mean, what, what do you say, what, what's kind of, how do you frame it? How do you position your sales pitch to say, hey, let, let's walk in 12 months?
1: Well, no one wants volatility. Shippers want to budget um, and say, here's what we're going to be paying for the next 12 months. That's what they really want to do. So you take advantage of that. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I could be wrong. I mean, I think, you know, I I, I, I don't think with this recent swing we, we've had that I am. I mean, I think demand is going to be going down further um, and it's not going to get, there's no there's no catalyst in our economy. I mean, the government's not writing checks to everybody. That that's going to make the demand come back right, dramatically. So, um, yeah, I think the, you just I think you just got to get ahead of it. And um, as you, if you're if you're a broker, just just think about it that way, where you could really be locking in these these rates at this at this level. And shippers again I have to you know benchmark your benchmark. I'm surprised how many shippers don't benchmark their lanes, um, and then look at all their lanes by lane by lane basis and go to you know some of your rate lanes should go three to three months some of your lanes should go six months and if you're paying 10 percent or 20 percent below market lock them in for 12 months but everybody should be but remember shippers don't want volatility they don't they would rather prices stay stable than have these swings so you know carriers and brokers should take advantage of that at this point
0: that they should, and I, I agree with you. There's not uh, a lot of green shoots in the in the, the freight economy, let's say, for the rest of 2022. But you never know, you never know. But right. I, I think we were talking about it just a second ago. Uh, that there's a lot of a lot of evidence and a lot of clues out there that we're going to be shifting away, inflation, interest rates, experiences, that that mixed shift of spending. Um, switching gears just a little bit, you know, tell, tell us uh, what's going on at Emerge and, and what's what are the plans for the, the the future?
1: Yeah, so at Emerge, we are the, uh, you know, I, I saw this problem five years ago in the industry. I said, you know, there's only two major softwares uh, that there's two that every shipper uses for going to bids, and only the biggest shippers have a have an RFP platform. And I believe that, you know, everything about this, every ship in the United States has a, a way to manage their freight through the TMS. They have a big, and that's the execution layer so the tms is how you execute your freight that's but that's where you load all your rates all your lanes all your carriers and that's how you tender out and do your tracking and execute the load from start to finish that's the tms but if you ask yourself what do shippers use to procure find award use benchmarking should i go three months on this bid should i go six months should i go 12 months that doesn't exist and that's what we're doing on emerge we have the Uh, a procurement layer that I believe is the biggest missing piece of technology in every shipper supply chain. You know, if you ask them how, so you have your carriers, how do you manage them? Oh, I've got TMS. But if you ask them, how do you find new carriers? How do you manage your, your bids? How do you create your route guides? How do you know, you know, if this incumbent did good and use care scorecarding and then benchmarking to figure out what lanes to go to bid on that technology doesn't exist. And that's what we're doing at emerge. Um, and I'm proud to say like we're the product is like 90% there you know, obviously you need a lot of time to build a platform and right now we have 10 billion dollars flowing through our platform of shipper bids RFPs that are going through it our goal by the end of years have 20 billion of of the 800 billion of truckload in the united states flowing through our platform or at least being bid out um and obviously uh bringing carriers to those contract lanes you know a lot of small mid-sized carriers now have access to shipper bids they didn't have before through merge platform through our marketplace and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to make democratize the lanes so every carrier can come and join that bid. You know, it's crazy, Kevin. Tw- the average shipper in the United States brings 20 carriers and brokers to the entire bid. And there's 70,000 for hire trucking companies. So Emerge, yes, we're giving out of RFP platform, but really what we're trying to do is democratize these bids. So every carrier in the United States, every for hire trucking company has access to at least view and see what lanes they could go by. Because, it, you know, when you, when you think about it, if you have a billion dollar freight spend and you bring 20 carriers and brokers to a bid you're lucky think about all that capacity it just doesn't know that you have mm-hmm. uh, that you have 10 loads a day coming out of Kansas you know Kansas City going to perfect you know Idaho where I go back to and uh, those lanes are are hidden like so now you know you as a carrier could say oh well wow, I, I didn't know that this the shipper had a, there was this available freight I could find and now you have access to to bid on that freight, and that doesn't exist, and that's what we're trying to create. A merge, merge is a way, a place where I, as a carrier, can go in and bid on any lane, and that's going to create such efficiencies in, in the whole in the whole market. Because how many times do trucks get pushed somewhere by an, a bro- one broker, and only that broker and that carrier know that trucking company is going to be there, and then a shipper that doesn't that only invites twenty carriers and brokers to a bid a billion dollar shipper and there's tons of them doesn't even know that that truck. Is there because that's hidden data. The only people that know that are the factoring companies, maybe, and and the broker and that carrier. Um, so that's that's what we're trying to do is democratize this to where carriers outside of a shippers network could have access to these bids um, during uh, during the during the RFP bidding process, which I think is the most important part.
0: It really is. It's all about transportation visibility, being able to see the entire market that that really the transpar- transparency and democratization. And that's what uh, Emerge brings. That's what uh, a lot of us are trying to bring, Freight Waves as well. Uh, it's all about being able to, to see the entire universe of what's happening, except my own little world. I want to thank you again, Andrew, for, for joining us today on Put That Coffee Down. It's been a pleasure, nice as, as always. Um, run out of time here, but uh, yeah, again, pleasure.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Andrew Leto. The founder and CEO of, of Merge, right there, talking about uh, bids. And that's going to be a, a major topic going into the, the later half of 2022. It's going to be a volatile market and wishes oftentimes good. So, with that, again, reminder net zero carbon summit coming up Friday, April 22nd, 2022. 22nd, yes, here on FreightWaves, go register now live.freightwaves.com. And with that, we'll see you next week on Put That Coffee Down. I got friends on I got expenses because expensive. I got expensive. I've been getting out of work. 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 I've been getting out of work.